you are now entering the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to The Sex Wrap. Hey, everybody, uh, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. I'm Andrew, and I'm here today with... Spring! And uh, today we're going to be answering the question, um, what does uh, what does it mean when someone asks for preferred pronouns? Preferred pronouns. What do you mean when someone asked for them? What? So uh, something that's become m- more frequent, um, sometimes when I'm filling out a web form, I know here uh, at my job at the university where, where I work, uh, the question is now on many official documents and it asks someone to list what their preferred pronouns are. Sometimes it's even happening in doctor's offices where someone says, what are your preferred pronouns? And a lot of people, I think, have never heard it. So it's kind of an unsettling question. What do you mean my preferred pronouns? Of course, uh, I'm a boy, so my poor preferred pronouns would be he, him, right? Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, I'm really glad we're talking about uh, this topic today, but I think that it is most, the most confusing part of it is that people assume that everyone should know what pronoun to refer to them as. So like you said, you're a boy, people should know to refer to you as he. And I'm a girl and people should know to refer to me as her. Um, And so the problem is that that's not true for everybody. And we can't assume that we know um, what type of pronouns people want to use. And though that's why we're getting this question, what is a preferred pronoun? So you can have that option. Right. It's it's really getting to the point that we make a lot of assumptions about other people and what their gender is or what they feel like based on observations, what they look like. Uh, and there's often separation distinctions between how someone feels and how someone looks. Right. So that idea that gender is everybody is a boy or everybody's a girl and everybody is going to be that based on my perceptions doesn't always pan out. Yeah, and so we have boys and we have girls, or males and females, or men and women. What else do we have? Uh, So there's the whole other group um, where we have transsexual, right? And it's that big term that has a lot of other words that go into it. Um, Medically, they're called intersex, right? That's the word that we hear most frequently. Um, But uh, when we start talking about other pronouns, we hear words like M to F and F to M and trans man and trans women and gender fluid, Right? We have all of these other words. And I think sometimes it helps when we're talking about preferred pronouns to unpack what some of those words mean, too. Right. So if you hear M to F. Well, let's pause for a second, because so you said intersex and that is something that's genetic that causes differences in how people present, whether it lean more toward male or female. But when we're talking about uh, gender identity, which is what we're really talking about now, um, that isn't necessarily related at all to biological constructs, right? Right. We have to sit there and we have to think that uh, we have our our body, right? And most bodies have some maleness and some feminist to them. So we have that biological sex. Then we have gender, which is the 
the kind of social and psychological components of feeling male or female, that's gender identity. And then we have sexual orientation, which is separate from all of those as well. So when we really start looking at individuals, we're pretty complex because there's the expectation that those things align, right? All of those different components. Um, but in reality, we see that it's a lot more murky at the end of the day, where those things are a lot more fluid and change over time. And people have feelings that are different. Um, than the expectations of those feelings. So we're talking about things being fluid and kind of uh, fluidity means this ability to change over time. And um, so does that mean that a person might feel like a female at times and like a male at some times? That's a really good question. Um, so whenever I think about fluidity, I, I think most of the time, um, as we're as we grow up, we're really pigeonholed into one of two categories. Um, just go into any major big box store that sells children's toys, and they have a pink aisle and a blue aisle, and you're expected to fit perfectly into one of those two scenarios. Um, I think a lot of what we talk about in terms of fluidity uh, is people coming to terms with, I don't fit neatly into that pink aisle, or I don't fit neatly into that blue aisle. I like some of everything across that entire spectrum. Um, and I think the fluidity, certainly people might change slowly over time, um, but I don't think it's, I feel like a boy today and a girl tomorrow. I feel like who I am and I'm gonna be choosing from both of those aisles. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so when we're talking about pronouns and like if someone chooses he, if someone chooses she, um, and we'll talk about a third option in a moment for pronouns, um, does can that change day to day? Can people choose different pronouns for how they are seeing themselves, even if they kind of don't feel like their actual gender is changing? Uh, well, for me, whenever there's a preferred pronoun, I will call people whatever they would like to be called because I want them to be comfortable. Um, I think for most people, they have a pretty stable uh, gender identity where over the long term, they're going to have specific words that they want to be called. I don't think it's something that's probably going to be changing day to day for people. Um, though. There might be some people who have really like uh, all over the place gender where some days they really feel and present one way and other days they feel and present a different way. What right? do you so mean I'm not... present? Oh, so by present, um, sometimes, oh, geez, a lot of hard questions today. So present um, and by present, and you mentioned it earlier, too, by presenting, um, Presenting more feminine, presenting more masculine, presenting androgynous, you know, something in between, pulling all of those different characteristics at the same time. Uh, yeah. So does that, I don't know if that really answers that question all that well. So, um, so, but so we're trying, we're trying to get to kind of what, what does it mean to have these preferred pronouns and, and why is it important? And so basically we're explaining that people can feel more drawn to one gender or another and it might not align with what their physical body might look like to other people um, or how they dress and what their dress choices might represent to other people. Um, and so it's important to know what someone's preferred pronouns are so that we are referring to them in the way that they see themselves. 
And um, so we have the option for uh, to call males or someone who uh, wants to be identifying as a male by he. And for females, we have she. And then um, what if people don't want either of those or they don't feel kind of like you said, neatly in the blue aisle or the pink aisle? So there are some people who use they, them, there. So they've done completely away with the masculine he, him, and the feminine she, her, and they've moved to they, them, there. Um, and then there's lots of other words that people have used over time. I know Z-E is another word that people use that totally gets rid of um, the the gender neutral pronouns, they, them, there. It gives a whole new set of pronouns that kind of transcends what's happening between like the masculine, feminine, and neutral. It's like it, it is uh, trying to be uh, outside of those sort of definitions. And I, I think there are tons of those pronouns actually that have kind of arisen in different um, geographical places in the world and in different cultures. And so um, that means that there aren't really only three options. There's really uh, several options for what someone's preferred pronouns might be. Yeah. Um, and speaking of preferred pronouns and a lot of options, um, I don't know if I told you, I was at uh, Disney Gay Days, Disney Pride a few days ago. And one of my favorite parts of that experience is that there were tons of families with gender non-conforming kids. Um, and those are little kids who don't like the pink or blue aisle, or they like a different aisle, or they like everything going on. So um little boys who were happily dressed as princesses with parents with them. Um, and when I was there, there was a lot of talk, even from people who were working um, at Disney about preferred pronouns. Like they, they, they knew to ask those sort of questions. So when they were addressing a gender nonconforming kid, like, why don't we make sure that we include you? Because like, I think a big part of the preferred pronouns is inclusion, making sure that people feel that you're addressing them for who they are, including them and in, in making them feel part of whatever group it was. But um, that was one of my favorite experiences when I was there. I'll have to talk to you about it more another time. Yeah. And um, I was just going to say, if people are kind of interested in hearing more from specifically parents of young people, um, there's a great podcast called How to Be a Girl, where a mother of a young uh, gender nonconforming child uh, talks about how she had a child born a son who very young identified as a girl and always wanted to dress as a girl and be a girl. And, um, and she shares a lot of her experiences and her child's experiences. And um, it's a great a great resource to really start to understand things from both a young person going through that and um, a and a parent who uh, is experiencing that from a different perspective as well and really wanting to support her child and protect her child and uh, and have her child be happy. Yeah. So we'll include a link to that podcast uh, inside of our podcast as well. So if you're interested, you can get some other perspectives. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, so something else that I think is related to this, and I think is probably pretty important for us to address for just a minute, is that um, uh, in the news um, and in courts and in congresses all across the country, there are issues about pronouns coming up, but usually they come out um, under the term of 
bathroom bills and bathroom laws. Um, I know that uh, I live in Florida and they were struck down. They didn't go through. In North Carolina, most recently, bathroom bills went through. Um, and when someone says bathroom bill, what do they actually mean? What does what are they trying to say? So bathroom bills are all about allowing people to use the bathroom that most closely aligns with the gender they're identifying with. Um, and that, as we've already talked about, it doesn't really match up, right? So we have people identifying as like these non-conforming genders and as saying, I want to be they, them, there, and I don't necessarily want to be labeled a he or a she. And um, bathroom bills are about people getting to use the bathroom they feel like they should be using, but that doesn't work for everybody if they don't necessarily want to use a he or a she bathroom, right? Right. And there are some pretty simple solutions to bathroom issues. Um, if more places had gender neutral bathrooms or family bathrooms, that really helps out. Um, but there are a lot of issues with people who are afraid of trans issues. Uh, simply asking someone what their preferred pronouns are often causes someone to have a, a pause. Like, what do you mean preferred pronouns? I, I, I don't know how it questions people's identity, right? And it makes them uncomfortable talking about who they are when you ask them what their pronouns are, unless they're familiar with the question, which is why I think it's important that we're talking about it today to get people more familiar with that there's more than just male and female out there. So, so if it's great to ask a question, what are your preferred pronouns? So you know what someone's pronouns are, but, um, but you're saying that if someone's not familiar with that question, they might be upset by hearing that question because they don't understand it or they don't understand why you would ask them because they think they're presenting uh, as very clearly one gender or the other, right? Yeah. So, um, so I think that you're right. The more that we give voice to talking about preferred pronouns and even that phrase preferred pronouns, then the more part of our vocabulary it becomes. And it doesn't, it's not as shocking to hear a question uh, and you feel like you know what that is and why it's important to ask a lot of people that question, not just people who you might be confused about what their pronoun is. Right, just to make it norm, part of normal conversation. Um, and I've known quite a few trans uh, people over my life, really good friends with people who are tr transgender. Um, and it, that's where I started struggling with, at first, um, pronouns and what do you call people. Um, and uh, it wasn't much of a struggle. The first one said, hey, call me him. And I said, OK, that's fine. I'll call you him from now on. Um, but along the way, I made some mistakes. Occasionally, since I had known this person previously as a female with female pronouns, um, occasionally I would mess up. Uh, and accidentally call them, like even though he was a he and felt like a he and was living as a man, um, I occasionally would say she or her, and I would immediately clam up and feel terrible about it. Uh, so whenever we're in those kind of situations, uh, it's important that, I mean, I think it's important that we address it. So what, what do you think that we should do whenever we're in that situation? I mean, just like when you make any... Um what's the word, uh, mistake, or when you have an accident, accident yeah. of any type, you apologize, right? So um, if 
I was talking about a friend and they were next to me and they wanted me to use the pronoun her and I accidentally said his, I would say, oh, I'm sorry, I meant her. It would just apologize and say what I meant and then keep talking. Right. right. And I think the important part there is that you uh, verbalize it, you say it out loud to the person right there um, that you made a mistake, that you apologize, that you correct yourself, and then you continue on uh, using the pronouns that they want to have used. Yeah. And I think that's really pretty simple. And, uh, and you're right. A lot of times when we make mistakes of any type, we do get nervous and be like, ooh, ooh. But um, it's most important in any type of mistake, you know, apologize, move on. Great. And speaking of moving on, I think we're about out of time for today. Um, and today, um, our period, we're at the period, which is the end of our show. Um, and now I have a joke. So for the first time in our series, I Yay! have a joke. Um, so I, I'm a pianist. Um, so I think pianos are awesome. Uh, there's a lot of jokes we could make about them. But uh, <laughs> I do have a specific one. Um, so what is better than roses on a piano? Roses on a piano. Um, I feel like this might have to do with the pedals on the piano. I took piano lessons for a while. Um, I don't know. I, I, right. So there's some funny jokes you could make up. No, you're oh. wrong. Uh, <laughs> it is tulips on an organ. <laughs> it's terrible. I really like that. Tulips on an organ are definitely better than roses on a piano. <laughs> and it's gender neutral too, right? Huh. It is. Uh. It's so gender neutral. Organ is a great word. We don't have to assume <laughs> any type of gender with organ, do we? Uh, all right. Um. <laughs> so how can people reach us? So you can reach us uh, through email at thesexwrap at gmail.com. You can call us at 413-I-RAP-IT. That's rap with the W. Um, you can find us on Instagram at The Sex Rap. We're also on Facebook at The Sex Rap. Um, and you can tweet us at The Sex Rap as well. So across all of your social media, we're there. Um, we post pretty frequent updates. Um, but whatever you do, just wrap us. Thanks, guys. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too af The Podglomerate, a sonic universe.